Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. I hope everyone's doing okay and staying positive, of course. And I really urge everyone to, you know, do their own part in the situation, even if that just means staying home and avoiding contact, which is exactly what I'm doing and have been doing for the past two weeks. I hope everyone enjoyed my last episode of the podcast where I kind of talked about something unrelated to the coronavirus, but, you know, nonetheless, still important. And I hope it was a good breath of fresh air for my usual podcast content. But anyway, today's episode, as you can tell from the title, is going to be me giving you guys a little toolkit on things you can do to survive the quarantine. And just a collection of what to do when, you know, there's nothing to do. It took me a while to put together this episode because I really wanted to compile some activities slash things that weren't that obvious. Like, yes, you can read a book or watch a TV show during this period of self-isolation, but you don't have to listen to my podcast to know how to do those things. So anyway, I'm hoping that you'll get some new and creative ideas of what to do during your time indoors. And I just want to say that it really is a privilege to be able to even say that I'm feeling bored because some people don't have the satisfaction of feeling bored because they're actually doing important work you know, on the front lines and in the face of the actual virus. So I'm really grateful for the people actually putting their lives on the line to help others, but I know we're all doing our best as well to help, you know, to stay home and avoid contact with others. Anyway, getting right on into the episode, I'm going to kind of go from the broad things to, you know, the more specific things you can do while you're in quarantine. And the first thing I want to stress is for you to all to keep a to-do list. And this might seem fairly obvious, but there are actually a good amount of people who don't do it. And when I mean a to-do list, I mean keeping like a physical one, not one you keep in your head or cross off mentally as the day goes by. I think it's a really great thing to keep a to-do list by your desk or near your workspace because it's just a constant reminder of the things that you need to get done for the day. For my own purposes, I keep a little mini moleskin notebook near my workspace solely to keep track of the things that I need to do each day. And I just have that notebook for that purpose. I don't use it for anything else. And I don't really do anything fancy for my to-do list book. I literally just write the day and list of things I need to get done with little boxes near the tasks so I can like check them off when I finish them. And take my word for it, guys, it really helps you get more things done. Um, Not to mention, it just feels so good when I get to slowly cross off tasks for my list because it makes me feel accomplished. And the most important part of keeping your to-do list is to keep it near your workspace because I think personally that it'll help stimulate your mind to actually do those things more. So wherever you get most of your work done, I would suggest putting your to-do list there. As it gets warmer, I'm actually really excited to start opening my windows more often in my room for some actual fresh air. Um, But I'm grateful though that my room gets a lot of natural sunlight so I don't have to be stuck in a room with fluorescent lights because those actually kill my eyes. But yeah, putting that to-do list into your natural daily routine is going to help you get a lot of things done whether whether or not it's just work or it's just small things like cleaning the house or, you know, clearing your closet or whatever. So the next thing I want to suggest that kind of goes along with keeping a to-do list is to start bullet journaling. And guys, I can't tell you how excited I am to start bullet journaling because I've been wanting to do it for such a long time, but obviously I never had the time to do it with school and work and just my life being as busy as it always is. So to prepare for my bullet journaling adventure, I ordered a basic black grid notebook on Amazon for like $8.00. And um, for bullet journaling, I see the majority of people using a 
like a dotted notebook so I decided to get one for myself and um, keep it as a fresh start instead of using my old notebooks that I have at home and then I also ordered a lot of Tombow brush tip markers on Amazon for like five dollars so that I could practice some calligraphy and hand lettering to make my bullet journal really cute um, I have to advise you all that before you invest in all of these items for your bullet journal, I mean, they're not that expensive, but before you put your money into spending on those things, you should really consider if this is something you're going to do and something you're going to commit to because honestly, it is time consuming, but from what I've heard and seen, it's really worthwhile and it's just a great thing to keep if you do it continuously, especially if you're a creative person and you're feeling a bit stir crazy and creatively challenged during this isolation period, a bullet journal is a great way to release those creative endorphins. I'm not sure if that's a thing, but it sounds pretty legit to me. Anyway, that's what I'm doing to like kind of stir up my creativity a little bit. And you know, the past few nights I've just been practicing my hand lettering and I've been following videos online. And it's been really fun so far and I really want to get good at it so I can make my bullet journal really professional looking. So anyway, I'm sure since this whole self-isolation period, you guys have been finding more time to work out and stay in shape at home. And this next tape is not just telling you the obvious fact to work out while you're all in quarantine. It's more of me telling you guys to kind of develop a routine for your workouts. I don't know about you guys, but before this all happened, I would literally just do the most random workouts at the gym. Um, anything that made me sweat and feel like I was actually working out. And if you're like a professional at the gym and you have your own routine that you want to stick to, then you can completely ignore this next bit I'm going to be talking about. But if you're like me at the gym and don't really have a routine, then this might be something you're interested in doing. So what I did to give myself a routine is I kind of planned out what parts of my body I was going to be focusing on from the days Monday to Sunday. And so I'm just going to share my routine with you guys, but by all means, you guys can change it to whatever you want to make your routines more geared towards um, your own bodies. So the way mine goes, Saturday and Sunday are my rest days where I don't do anything and those two days are basically my designated like relaxation days because I think, you know, letting your body rest and heal is really important. Then Monday is when I actually start doing my workout grind and on Monday I give myself arms and abs. In my last episode, I actually talked about how I don't really like to work out my arms because of my broad shoulders. But I just recently started working on my arms um, because I realized how little arm strength I had, especially when I was like rock climbing and bouldering with my cousins. Like that's when it was most apparent to me. So yeah, I just decided, you know, to start working on my arms to gain a little bit of arm strength, nothing crazy. Um, so Tuesday is when I do legs and Wednesday, just to give myself a little break, I put down cardio and abs. Then Thursday, I go back to legs and abs. And on Friday, it's my cardio fat burning day. So yeah, that's just a basic outline of my personal workout schedule. I don't really have a set routine each day of what I do because, you know, I'm not fond of doing the same exercises every week because I get bored very easily. So whatever day it is, I basically go around on YouTube and find workouts associated with that body part that I'm trying to work on that day. And I've been finding this routine outline really helpful in motivating me to work out because I just don't have to do crazy long workouts each day. I would say I work out about 30 minutes each day doing um, that designated body part and I spread it out far apart enough so that you give each body part at least one day of rest before working it out again because I honestly hate being sore. The only body part that I don't give myself really like that much of a rest are my abs because you know it's really hard to get like nice toned abs so just been trying to do that every day just a little bit if I can. 
And I don't know about you guys, but I've been finding working out really important in my daily routine, especially since I've been holed up, you know, in my house, most days just eating food. And for some reason, I just can't stop putting food in my mouth. It's like my mouth needs to be constantly chewing something, which is bad because it's been contributing to a lot of weight gain since I've been home. So working out for me is a really good balance to my constant eating. Anyway, onto the actual fun stuff and suggestions on things you can do while you're in quarantine. And the first one has to do with using your computers and laptops. So I don't know how many of you guys used to play Sims when you were younger, but I recently rediscovered the game and I've been playing it nonstop on my computer. And for those of you who did not have the same childhood as some of us and don't know what Sims is, allow me to explain. So The Sims is basically a life simulation video game that can actually be played in various different ways, but obviously my favorite is on the computer. Um, especially now that I have an iMac, it's been really nice playing on such a big screen and just getting that HD resolution. Anyway, so it's basically this game of life where you can create your own virtual character called The Sims and you place them in houses and help direct their moods and satisfy their desires. And you also have so many choices to make from the clothing that your Sim wears to, you know, the carpet design that you add to your house. So not to mention that you can also procreate in this game. So that's super fun and if you're like me and you don't want to have kids in real life but still want to experience what having kids feels like then sims is perfect for you the sims is also one of the best-selling game series of all time so if that doesn't tell you how good it is then i don't know what does and unfortunately you have to buy this game if you want to play it online but i believe the most updated sims 4 is still on sale right now for around four to six dollars so if you were ever going to get it now is the time also, you have the choice to buy add-ons to it, which are called expansion packs, and each expansion pack has their own add-ons to the game to make it, you know, a little bit more interesting. So just to give you guys some examples, some of the expansion packs are, like their names are Discover University, City Life, Get Famous, Island Living, um, just to name a few. And the one I actually got was get famous because hello that's only my lifelong goal and i would highly re recommend this pack in particular if you're looking for a way to work up your career road and become famous in the game also there are really cool occupations like being a style influencer a beauty youtuber and even a stylist on there so but yeah definitely for any of you um don't automatically turn this down just because it's technically a video game because I know a lot of you listening are actually well in your 20s and won't be caught dead playing a video game, but if you're actually looking for something to take up time and to blow some time away, The Sims is perfect. So I hope you guys find that fun. Okay, but seriously, if you're looking for another suggestion that is more worth your time and potentially, you know, educational, then I do have something else for you guys and that would be learning something new or taking courses online. And something that's been taking like over the internet and taking over my YouTube ads is Masterclass, which is something I'm sure most of you are aware of because of the amount of ads they have everywhere. I'm looking to get a subscription very soon but just beware that this option is also going to cost you some money as well and in my opinion though I think it's really worth it. So Masterclass is basically an online education platform where you can access tutorials and pre-recorded lectures by experts in various fields and if you think this is starting to sound like school it basically is school but like pretty much with the coolest professors ever. There are over 70 instructors on there with professional input, but the main ones that I'm really interested, which is no surprise, are Mark Jacobs, who teaches fashion design on there, um, Diane von Furstenberg, who teaches building a fashion brand, and Anna Wintour on creativity and leadership. Those are my personal top three, but there are definitely other disciplines there like cooking, politics, 
sports, science and technology, and even writing and like creative writing and stuff. So of course I can't completely vouch for this yet because I haven't tried it out, but those ads I've been seeing have definitely been persuading me to get it and so I'll probably be getting a subscription very soon. And just another thing that I wanted to mention is I actually did watch one episode of Anna Wintour's Masterclass with my friend Dandy. Shout out to Dandy, whose friend actually had a subscription. And funny story is I actually used what I learned from that one episode in my interview with the CFDA for that internship that I applied for that I currently have. And to be honest, I'm truly convinced that that's how I got the job. So that's probably why I'm so keen on these courses. But yeah, it definitely helps so much. Another thing that you guys can do and that I think would be really worth your time would be to go through your closet and clean out your old and unused clothing um, Marie Kondo style and then sell your clothes online possibly. And what better way to be more sustainable and still make a little bit of pocket money while you're staying home and not doing anything. Some good apps that you might want to consider selling on are Depop or Poshmark and as far as I'm concerned both are still up and running despite what is happening with COVID-19. I recently started a Depop account because I'm getting ready to sell my clothes there eventually. So if you guys want to follow me, I'm just at Christina Michelle Ang on there, same as my Instagram username. And if you're confused or unfamiliar with selling clothes online, I would suggest watching Ashley, also known as Best Dressed on YouTube's video, on how she sells clothes online. I personally watched that for guidance on how to start selling clothes, and I thought it would be a really good opportunity for anyone listening to get some information from that video as well. I think this is a great way to really clean out your closets and kind of choose between the things that you really need and want. I don't know about you guys, but I never really have time to go through my clothing personally because it's just not the most important thing in my life. But if you have some free time on your hands while in isolation, I think it's a good thing to do and to help organize your belongings. I will definitely let you guys know when I start selling things on my Depop store, so but for any of you interested in owning some of my clothes that I don't want anymore, that's where it will be. So another thing that I really urge you all to do is to have a little photo shoot with yourselves. And this is something that I wanted to come out here and share because to be honest, before this quarantine, I always had people take pictures for me for my social media platforms or my school portfolio pictures. Um, I have great photographers in my family, including my own twin sister and my cousin who've just kind of like become my own personal photographers at this point, And I do appreciate them greatly for that. But especially now with the situation of the coronavirus, I don't get to see them that often, let alone even take pictures together. So that's no longer an option for me anymore. Not to mention my sister is currently in another state because it's actually safer to stay where she is than to come back to New York. So yeah, during this time, it's been really a learning process for me to take pictures for myself, not just for Instagram, but also for like my own personal stuff. And I've been teaching myself and learning through the process of, you know, relying on tripods and phone stands rather than actual people holding the camera, which I can definitely tell you I liked a lot more because they can actually see what's in the screen and how it's going to turn out. And even if you don't have social media or don't post photos often on social media, just having a photo shoot for yourself could be something fun and exciting. And also, I wanted to be clear that you don't need a lot of fancy equipment either. Basically, if you have a phone, you can have a photo shoot. A lot of my content now on Instagram is actually taken with my iPhone. And granted, I do have an iPhone and some people maybe have other smartphones, but any phone will work really as long as you get creative with it. So yeah, I've been exploring my personal photography endeavors lately and it's been really eye-opening because I don't have to rely on other people to help me take my photos anymore. But it's definitely still a learning experience for me because obviously I'm not the best photographer, but it's been 
you know, fun to test it out and to get better. Guys, basically this whole episode could mean nothing to you if you're not interested in any of the things I've been talking about, but my whole point to this podcast is to do the things you never had time for before this whole isolation period went down. So whether that's pursuing something on the side you've always wanted to do or, you know, never had the guts to do or even small things like cleaning your room and donating your old clothes, I think we really all have to make the most out of the situation because when it's over, we're all going to go back to our routines and you may never have this time to do what you wanted to do. I know for myself, it's been a big learning curve and an adjustment to now have all this time on the side to do other things. The things that I mentioned in this episode were only a fraction of the exciting things that I have planned for my time in isolation. And as I continue to find new things, I will continue to share them with all of you listening because this period of time is all about sharing resources. I actually spoke to my advisor recently from school the other day, which was so great connecting with her, but she told me that when this was all over, future employers are going to ask us what we did during our time in isolation from the COVID-19 pandemic. And what we say can either make or break our chances of getting hired or not. With that being said, that doesn't mean we have to feel pressured into doing things that are going to change the world. I didn't say that to scare you into going out tomorrow and donating like 5,000 masks to your nearest healthcare facility. But it is a reminder that what we do during this time is super important and we really have to make the most of it and stay as positive as we can. So I hope you guys got at least one idea on what to do by listening to this episode. And even if you didn't, that's okay too. I hope everyone is safe and sound and practicing healthy hand washing and social distancing practices. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, definitely give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.